0: This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today.
1: Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Jane Steinberg.
2: I want to correct the impression people have that when Tim does his little stingers at the end of each segment, he materializes in another place. (laughs) Albeit briefly. Right. He hasn't materialized here yet. Just my voice. Yes. Anyway, I want to ask you something here more. The people that you associate with, your friends, any of them, come to your house to investigate on your behalf or report similar experiences?
3: Um, not to investigate. Nobody came with, on the you know the mission to investigate. Friends have been in our home and seen activity unfold both 2012 and 2014. Uh, by unfold, I mean they've seen objects levitate. They've seen objects thrown in the air. Uh, I have my coworkers. workers uh, It was Monday Night Football back in 2012, witnessed plants being thrown. They themselves saw the plants being thrown. There's a chapter in my first book called the, uh, I think it's the housewarming Party or something to that effect, where it's, it's about 12 people in the home. Everybody has a story to tell because um, of the 12 people, six were women. All the women had their hair pulled that night. All of them had their shoulder bumped. Uh, We told them our house was weird and it it was haunted, even though then this is the early stages of July of 2012. I kept getting locked out of my back door because I was barbecuing. Everybody witnessed the doorbell ringing on its own. And then when everybody left, it's just four of us left in the home, Tina's uh, best friend, Kim, who works at Microsoft, by the way? And Kim's mother, who flew in from LA that day, uh, or godmother, saw a plant dart across the air, airborne, fly across the room. They saw it better than we did because they were closer and um, crash upon impact. And they saw that with their own eyes. They also saw the kitchen cabinet doors open uh, with their own eyes that same night as well. Uh, but nobody came ever knocking on the door, but uh, a flashlighting the clip pad wanted to conduct an investigation. They have stories to tell. They have, you know, their own stories to tell about the phenomena. Nobody was ever followed, I me. Mean, they didn't have anything happen at their home as a result of coming uh, to ours. Except my 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 former attorney, uh, female friend. Uh, she was followed. Uh, she made the m- mistake one day, 2014, I believe. Of, uh, sort of challenging the spirits or daring them if, if you will say I dare you if you don't get my my client Keith Linder alone alone blah 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 is gonna happen to you uh, and then lo and behold um she started having activity in her her family she has a, a husband and they started having activity believe it or not in three places combined command mine that's four places uh her home in Kirkland, Washington uh and her and her husband's home in both California and Hawaii um, began having similar activity to us, almost at the same time, um, and just blew their mind. My, her, her husband unfortunately had to have a nervous breakdown as a result of that. Um, so yeah.
2: In bringing people into your home, Keith, did you ever consider having an exorcism? there was an exorcism conducted in the Bothell home, uh,
3: 2015. And, um, that was by father Roy conducted an exorcism on the home. Keep in mind the Catholic church, father Roy is Episcopalian, uh, the Catholic church of Bothell working in conjunction with the Seattle head Catholic church, um, we're doing not exorcism, but communions and other, um, Spiritual blessings. Um, everything has to be checked on as a, uh, what do you call it, uh, a tier system before you get to a level of exorcism by the Catholic Church for a home. So they had to go through these, a lot of red tape and whatnot, but uh, it was going to get there eventually. Um, um, so yeah, we had multiple things working at the same time. Uh, Father Roy, Having a strong uh, working relationship with the local uh, Native American uh, tribes in the area was also bringing on board shamans uh, to assist, and they did uh, come into the home because some of the activity was uh, was shown to be linked to Native American. I'm uh, talking about the wall writings and the, the the languages written in my walls upstairs, and the material to use to write that. Uh, so it lent itself to be Native American in nature. As well as the land underneath the home, uh, both of Washington and Snohomish County. Snohomish County is named after Snohomish Tribe, who had a, a, a huge presence in the mid 1800s, early 1800s. Um, so we, we bought the shamans and all they did. Um, and that would quiet things for a while. Things got quiet for a uh, uh, seventy-two hours, but when they come back, they come back. It always seems to I felt. What spirit, whatever it was, come back to make up for lost time. And they make you, the house owner, house occupant, pay the price for bringing in the help. It's almost like, um, okay, the the priest is gone, the father's gone, we told you not to tell anybody, so now we're going to have to, uh, you know, punish you. It It was always like
4: that.
5: Yeah, it always seems like whenever you try something like that, you know, bringing in a priest, hanging up crucifixes, even smudging, it just seems to just honk the spirits off, so to speak. And they just, uh, you know, almost like laugh in your face and just uh, ramp up the activity even more.
3: Yeah. You bring up a, a good point. because uh, Some people get the wrong impression about this case when it's like, but I said, I don't believe it because who owns three Bibles? Or you know, who has three Bibles to get burned? And we had three Bibles to catch fire. And, and, and what people don't understand is it's not the fact that I owned or had three Bibles, which I did, but these Bibles were not ever displayed openly. These Bibles are kept in a corner of my closet that I looked at very rarely. I just had them over time, over time, over time, over time, over time, and they accumulated, accumulated, accumulated. I'm not one to ever throw a Bible in the trash, whether I read it or not. So they accumulated over a 20-year, 30-year time period. But when it came time to this, I would introduce one, because I was advised to the church, said, hey, put a Bible out, and open up the Proverbs, the Psalms, say a prayer, and ask the spirits to leave. But when you go to bed, leave the Bible out you know, you got to establish a strong foothold in the house and the spirits will generally get the message and link and that was a good troubleshooting method that I could subscribe to so I did, but guess what they would burn the Bible and so I would, the Bible was all incinerated and in ashes to ashes, dust to dust and got our eyes and mouth up like, oh my god, they burnt the Bible What do we do now? So I go back to the people who had advised me the first time and say, Hey, they burned the Bible. What does that mean? What do we do now? I said, Well, you got to be steadfast. You got to be strong. Um, It takes time. You got to put another Bible out there. Hmm. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I go get another Bible and do it. And this time I put it in another part of the house. And then they'll take that one and or burn it or, or something or shred it like confetti, you know, or a cross. I uh, put a wooden cross out you know, it's, it's it's hung upright, right? They'll turn it upside down, okay. Or the cross goes missing, or it's in the wash machine, or something like that. I mean, it's holy water missing. I remember my friend, one of my best friends' wife, when it came back from Mexico. I forgot what famous church she went to in Mexico City. But she, she, she got the, the, the water from this fountain that was blessed holy water. I remember, I remember the day she brought it to my house. She walked in very gingerly in this next little, little holy water container. And she's got this little scarf with it. And, and, and she's telling me, hey, this is for your house. And we, we got this back from Mexico. and The priest there blessed it. And we walked it back here, you know, some 2,000-odd miles. And here you go. The next day, it's gone. Gone, gone, gone. I said it next to the Bible. There's a picture on my website of it. And it And it's still listening to this day. It was full. It was full. So that that's the portion that where you're like, man, they can burn Bibles, turn crosses upside down, steal holy water. What gets rid of them? You
2: know? I have an interesting question I want to ask, we'll get to it in our next segment. Mostly about the jewelry that disappeared. And yeah. things surrounding that. Keith Linder moves into a house with his former girlfriend. And weird stuff happens with Gene and Tim and Keith. You're in
5: the Pentecost.
2: Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and
4: want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com.
2: Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523.
6: 800-284-0523. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422.
7: Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems For over 40 years, my book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me—a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's (laughs) danpilla.com.
1: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
2: Keith, wanted to ask you here, the jewelry that appeared there mysteriously, what did you do with it?
3: Uh, let's see, the jury for a portion of, I kept them, we, we had a drawer that we, in the kitchen where we kept all the items that we were finding, jury included uh, for the investigators so they asked questions, I can, I can go point to it and show them, when it became a point of contention, meaning Tina accusatory about the jury and did you have a woman in the house while I was gone, or something like that I just started start them. Meaning the jury um, outright you know tossed out with the, with the, week, with the weekday trash I, I had none of them to this day I had none of the objects that appeared inexplicably that we didn't own to this day it was either some were giving to the investigators some were giving to the paranormal enthusiasts and whatnot, and most of it was thrown away
2: in other words they weren't valuable enough to go to the pawn shop and see what was going on
3: mm, you know what I don't remember how valuable they were, but then I did never cross my mind. <laughs> Man, you make me really feel bad.
5: <laughs> did any of them show back up again after you got rid of them?
3: Um, yes, some did. What well, I by, by, by that, I mean there will be times in the home where items will be thrown at me, like a beer bottle, you know, empty beer bottle. Thank God. Uh, It did it, But um, it would be thrown at me and I would take the bottle and go throw it in the trash can in the receptacle in the garage, you know, and go back upstairs to my office where where it was thrown at me. And sometimes that object would beat me there. I kid you not, it would be there waiting for me, sitting in my chair or on my keyboard. Um, Other times, I would sit down and hear another loud bang, boom! Turn around, another beer bottle. I'm like, oh, beer bottle. Then I was like, wait a minute. Is this a new beer bottle, or is it the same beer bottle? And I was like, well, the only way to find out is to go walk downstairs in the trash can. If there's a beer bottle in the trash can, you know that this is a new beer bottle. Well, I did that, Tim. I went downstairs, and there's no beer bottle in the trash can. This is the same beer bottle that was prior. So it was instances like that where uh certain thing happened to the chef knife. One time it was a, in my office, and, you know, you, you keep all your sharp knives in a, in a sheath in the kitchen. And I was in the upstairs, and I heard this loud boom, and I saw something go by my peripheral. And I looked, and there on the floor was the chef knife, you know. And, I, and I'm looking at it, and I'm, I pick it up, and I mosey on downstairs, you know, cursing at the spirits, like, cut that out, stop, whatever. Tell the teacher what just happened, and I put it in the sheet. Okay, and go back upstairs. Thirty minutes, an hour later, or, or two hours later, boom. Look again, same chef knife. So yeah, that happened a lot.
5: So now you make a, you make a comment um, when you describe these things, you know, flying around, you know, boom. Yeah. Did you did you notice that? The sounds that accompanied these things flying around was a lot louder than normal. You know, you, uh, you know, like the like the chef knife. You know, a chef knife thrown against the wall will make a noise. But did these things make a noise that seemed to be unnaturally louder than they should be?
3: Yeah, and that's a great question because that happened a lot, and I learned later that's a that's a phenomenon it's itself in, in Portuguese lore of the. The, uh, the what some theorize as a artificial noise associated with the phenomena. The noise, I could tell you very distinctively, Tim and Gene, sometimes the noise preceded, preceded the object being thrown. And what I mean by that is you hear a shuffle behind you, you hear a loud boom behind you, immediately behind you, loud face crash, piano crash, or something of that nature. And you turn around in the direction of that noise and there's nothing there. I swear to God, there's nothing there. Come back four or five minutes later and look at that same area. It could be a broken vase, a broken beer bottle, something that resembled the noise you just heard prior minutes prior. Okay, I can tell you, I can tell you how many times we'd be downstairs and you hear. Uh, sometimes Tina, because she, she called me at work one day, where she heard a loud piano crash coming from upstairs. We don't have a piano that alone. where's the piano going to crash upstairs was upstairs and she would just thunder upstairs and nothing to be found um, and of course the no piano ever materialized but it sounded just like that a piano she said um, there have been many times where I've had objects thrown and you're right there is a louder than loud component associated with it and same as there's a lower than lower sound the sound never seems to match what we would call our laws of physics of an object like that being thrown. Um, Parapsychologist Steve Mara, uh, when they were in the home of 2016, did conduct an investigation because they have all the the, the -the state-of-the-art sound equipment and whatnot. There was an object on the upstairs hallway, a light, I believe. We were downstairs. That hit the ground. It was resting on the wall, and then everybody heard the loud thud, boom! And everybody went upstairs to investigate what that boom was, and the light was resting on the floor. It's a carpet. Um, and then, when him and Don Phillips tried to reduplicate it, mean, they picked up the light probably at the same distance as it was on the wall when it was hanging and dropped it manually themselves just to capture the sound with their audio devices. Um, they can never replicate it. The, the sound pattern was way off the charts. I mean, there was a huge distinction between the noise that Originally was made and the noise that they duplicated. And it happened on several other different instances. And even I started noticing that years before their arrival of how the sound of the phenomena is different. Um, close, but different. It's very, you can, it made very octave different, noticeable on a, on a, on a graph or chart or something. Uh, but I, even I started noticing that the sound sounds from the, the noise that they make sounds. Dated. It sounds artificial. Um, to use an, uh, an acronym today, it can sound. It sounds AI. You know, not, you know, you see those pictures today. People coming out with with the AI pictures and stuff. And you look at it, you just, you know, it's AI the second you look at it. That's what the sound sounds like to your ear. It's like that just sounds weird to me. That don't sound like a, a vase would fall like sound like that. Even though vases sound similar to that when they fall, but there'd be breakage. There'd be debris. But sometimes that noise preceded the debris. Now, that, to me, I don't know what's going on because you hear the crash, Tim and Gene, and there's no debris. Turn around five seconds or five minutes, wait for it, it'll come. There's the debris, but no sound. Okay, and what that means or how that means, I I have yet to figure out.
2: Sir Keith Lender moves into the house from... You know where, maybe? Interesting. A lot more questions to ask. So we're more interested in the things that are happening. This is an extension, by the way, of the episode we did a while back with Keith. And I'll tell you, if I had a history of moving into houses where weird stuff happened, you know, I might just live on the street. I don't know. Keith, Tim, Gene, you're in.
5: The (laughs) Paracast.
9: USA news update. The beginning of 2024 has seen robust job growth with the US economy adding 353,000 jobs last month, nearly double the anticipated increase according to the Labor Department. The unemployment rate remained steady at 3.7% in January. Toxicology reports released this week revealed that the three men found dead and frozen at a Kansas City Chiefs watch party had three times the lethal amount of fentanyl along with cocaine and THC in their systems. The incident happened in the backyard of the friend Jordan Willis Kansas City home on January 9th, two days after the game. Former President Trump is criticizing the United Auto Workers Union after it endorsed President Biden's re-election campaign. During an interview with Fox Business, Trump said he never engaged in discussions with the UAW regarding an endorsement. He referred to the union as a hopeless case and accused it of steering the car industry into the poorhouse. John Schaefer, USA News. This is Jacques Valet. You're listening to
5: the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
2: Now, that's an interesting thing here. I wanted to ask Keith before Tim asks this question. This is all restricted to that home, or does it follow you?
3: Uh, I start getting followed, and I follow being attacked elsewhere, Jane, uh, and probably late summer early fall of 2014 keep in mind the summer and fall of 2014 was with the when the activity went as its apex level we were talking level five cat five hurricane F five tornadoes and that's also when i'm being attacked in so my business i was doing 25 30 percent travel and um i remember the first time i was i was attacked um i was in a hotel in spokane washington dead of the night uh the pillow from underneath my head got yanked from underneath me and the sheets above me got yanked and both were thrown clear across the room clear across the room that's only happened once at the Bothell home so I leap out leap, leap out of bed and turn on the lights like what the hell and um to have insult to injury you know you get the pillows and covers back and you gather them back and try to shake it off a little bit you know walk around and like oh man, please 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 don't let this be the start of something while I'm traveling because at that time mentally, I was using my travels as a way of refuge, of a, as a break if you will, of being out of the house and Tina was with her friends. Tina never stayed in the house by herself while I was gone but I don't need this in my life. I don't need to be haunted in hotels now so I get back in bed and put the covers and pillow over me and two hours later, bam, sat that that day. So that was me, that was, that was confirmation to me like okay, alright, once again, this is a new phase, a new stage not all hauntings have this, but some do, where the person is followed and I'm their huckleberry, and they're following me now, so I'm calling my support system, hey father, hey priest what now? okay, I, I'm i getting attacked in hotels, usually they do it one time, that let you know that the seal has been broken they're going to do it multiple times. And that's what happened. That, that started happening every time I'm traveling. Um, I'm having Wi-Fi issues in the hotel, TV problems, nobody on the floor. The IT department of the hotel don't know what's going on. They move me to other rooms. This never happened before. And I know because I'm, I'm living in, I'm living the same reality at my home, but they don't know that. Um, and then there's the, there's the attacks. One moment, there was a time where I was attacked in the hotel and Tina and Kim were attacked at the Bothell This is the only time Tina stayed at home while I was away, only because Kim, a female who worked at Microsoft, stayed with her. Where We were attacked almost pretty much the same time because Tina was trying to reach me, but my phone was dead, and I was trying to reach her. And uh, all I was getting was voicemail. But when we finally talked, she told me the horrors that were going on at the bottle House at the moment, and I told her the horrors that were going on with me uh, at the hotel.
5: But what was what was going on with uh, tina and kim uh, while you were gone
3: uh tina and, then, and kim uh that morning early that morning for 4, 4 a.m 5 a.m is beginning spring loud bangs hmm. uh coming from the hallway kim walked while trying to take a shower had the door slam the bathroom door slam on her and the lights go off uh tina and her master bedroom had the uh, had objects thrown um uh, I do remember there was a point where it was so active that they uh, decided to stay in one room together versus be apart. Uh, that did not lessen the activity. That's, that's when the, uh, the shower, the door slammed on Kim uh, as she was getting ready to uh, go to work with the lights going off. And then just a series of loud banging. Boom, 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 boom. They said that the loud banging um, kept on up to the moment they were driving out, pulling out the driveway.
5: There was... Um speaking of of noises there was at the time when you were getting all kinds of advice on how you could uh, calm the restless spirit, so to speak there was there was one incident that I found amusing if you could find anything amusing in all of this when you were when it was suggested to you that playing music would be helpful <laughs>
3: Um. Yeah. Uh, there were there were several suggestions that, and we I, mean, I always looked at. Well, people's people's heart are in the right place? But sometimes we did not laugh at upon hearing. And I remember one advice given was, um, play Disney songs. Play, hmm. you know, what's that? It's a small world. Ah, something like that, something <laughs> something, and it's to play that, and not only that. Leave that going when you leave. Like, put it on Disney Channel and let that play the entire day while you're at Tina off for of work. And I don't want if get a Tina like I don't know if that's gonna work. She's kind of corny. I don't. But where we're, we're at that stage, we'll try anything, okay? <laughs> but and we did. So well, we put on the music channel, and I would always be the last one to leave the home because Tina wants want that job. So I would do it, and i would just immediately leave. And um, yeah, it, it was it was recommended that it was recommended gospel music, uh, so we lived on gospel channel a few times. Uh, easy listening music. Did it work? Uh, no, for obviously it didn't work. Um, you come home and and and, and TV is still playing. It's still playing. It's a small world or Disney, whatever you know, uh, song, but it. it we turned it off and then that came to re- resume. But I always thought in the back of my mind, because I didn't have cameras installed then, do they just turn it off while we're gone? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I always want to ask the people that advised me that, like, hey, guys, listen, if we're telling you they can turn lights off and power off and cut the power to our house and appliances while we're here, what's to stop them from doing that the minute we leave? I mean, if I'm a ghost and you put that crazy music on and you're out the house, I'm turning it off, like, I'll turn it back on before you get here. So, so, but we tried it, Tim. We tried it. We, we, we gave it its due diligence.
5: <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me that you would have come home and instead of uh, Disney music playing, it was like playing death metal or something.
3: No, no, but you, you brought up another story that I, I remember this. Um, going back to uh, my, my neighbors, I remember one time, I think it must have been mowing the grass or something, and my neighbor across the street comes walking over. And he asked me, he says, uh, we're just talking about other stuff. And then all of a sudden he says, hey, um, you play video games? I'm like, mm, yeah, but not really. I haven't played video games in a while. He said, oh, I said, uh he was retired. He said, I-, I walk around your house, by your house you know, during the middle of the day, walking my dog. And one day I walked by your house and there was all this loud noise coming from your office like, Somebody's playing a video game, like cha 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 cha. But I seen no a car in the garage, so I thought, you know, maybe parked in the garage and thought he was a, a, a gamer or something because it sounded like he was really into it. But and I thought that was interesting because I was like, oh, really? Oh, noise it's just coming from my and I pointed it to my office window, and said from that window, he's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and then the Seattle Pacific Northwest in the summertime because it doesn't get above eighty, everybody leaves their windows open on the second floor, so. uh, yeah, he, he told me that. I thought that I thought that was interesting.
5: So whatever the noise was, it had to have been pretty loud to uh, be heard on the street.
3: Yeah. yeah, down the street as he's walking his dog, and he's not the first person who's told me that, but several other neighbors tell me that um, we thought somebody was home because of the noise coming from your from your upstairs, but but you know, we see you pull to your driveway right now, and uh, the noise goes off. It doesn't, you know, it's for a period of time, but then it goes off and then I started making sense to me when I put up the listening equipment where I can monitor my home while at work and just listen I, I, I started hearing those noises on my uh, my listening devices and, and, and knew what they were talking about because my house comes alive and those videos are on my YouTube channel uh, we're not just the house is just not haunted while we're there uh, the house comes alive when we're gone
2: this but, is so weird Keith so weird that you and your former girlfriend move into a place where there is no history of paranormal phenomena, and then you move into the place and everything starts to happen, even when you're not in the home.
3: Yeah, even when we're not. I mean, majority of the published photos of the house that you see various of the, the room wrecks and the, the trash and destruction, we were not home when that occurred.
2: Let's break it here, and we'll see what else occurs. With Gene, Keith, Tim, you're in The Pentecost.
3: Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
10: Dot .com gcnfood.com
8: Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated.
2: Hello, this is John Burroughs, one of the witnesses to the Rendlesham UFO incident. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So things are happening at the South, Keith, even when you're not there. But they didn't start until you got there. What about Tina, after you broke up? did things follow her wherever she moved?
3: Tina has, we, we talked for a period of time and we, uh, after she moved out of the house, she never reported to me or told me when asked of any activity following her. And I was glad. that was good. Keep in mind, when Tina moved out of the house, I was still living there. Tina moved out in 2015. Uh, I will move out a year and a half later. But she was not followed, to my knowledge. She, she, she has not told me that. So, yeah, there, there's that. But, uh, yeah, there's activity happening when neither one of us are there. I mean, we're at work. We're coming home from work and it looks like Hurricane Sandy has just blown through there. The love seat couch is upside down. All the kitchen cupboards are open. There's furniture rearranged. You name it it's, it, 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 it's happened. But the alarms have not been tripped whatsoever. There's not a home intrusion or home invasion. Not from the outside anyways. Not from a person. So I getting frustrated started bringing in more cameras to work that allowed me to monitor, meaning visually from anywhere in the world, mainly my job so I'm I'm monitoring my home from office where I get an email notification of sound detected or motion detected and there's plenty of mornings I'm at work and I'm going my inbox, my gmail is going "Da da 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 Motion detected. Timestamp. 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 And it takes five snapshots when it when it detects sound or motion. And I see that, and I log in, and I can see the hysteria, At the real time, but the aftermath. Then it's going da 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 Sound detected. Sound detected. And then one day out of the blue, I wanted to just listen to my house because I'm working. I can't necessarily watch my house because I'm working, but I can listen to it. So I put on headphones. I'm multitasking at work, I'm in my office, and I can I'm tuned into the house. I'm hearing cars drive by, kids in the distance outside. And I kid you not, I'm starting to hear what we have been experiencing, meaning I'm hearing the sounds loud, the sounds of kitchen cabinet doors slamming shut, open and shut. Da 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 And the sound and my, my alarm to their credit, sound detected. One day, Tim, I hear while monitoring the the piano crash that Tina talked about. If you've never heard a piano crash, picture one falling from, I don't know, Empire State Building, and how that will sound upon impact. That's exactly what I heard. Okay. Now, the benefit of me listening to these things happening is I can record, and I recorded them and uploaded them and backed them up, backed up to back up, backed up to back up to back up to back up. And wherever I say, I can always show and prove. So if anybody listening want to go to my YouTube channel and hear those noises, hear that piano crash, knock yourself out. But the devices themselves did pick up the noise or the motion and uh, a few of those I was able to witness uh, or listen to. But it's a, it's, it's a sight to behold, earwise. I mean, there's no sound like it to hear that and you know, whoa, this is coming from my house? This is what it sounds like when I'm gone? Yeah.
5: So you put up cameras a number of times, and you ought to tell us why you had to keep putting up uh, uh, cameras.
3: Yeah, so cameras were recommended by those who were trying to help us and by both family members and, to to a degree, cynics and critics. But it made sense to put up cameras for me because I had my own level of curiosity. But keep in mind, when I started putting up cameras, they started manipulating the cameras, um, unplugging. I would come, I would put up a camera in the hallway. Usually, where the activity was the most, I would have a camera in. And I would come back and I would just see the cameras unplugged. And I'm like, and I would go to Tina, Tina, did you unplug the camera? I know she didn't, but I got to ask her. She's like, no, Keith, I didn't unplug it. So I would plug the camera back in. And then Jesus would say, hey, ghost or whatever, stop doing, unplugging the cameras. And then a few days later, or a few hours, sometimes a few hours later, sometimes five minutes later, it would be unplugged again, or the camera itself would be turned around, or turned upside down, or the cord would go missing, and sometimes the camera would go missing, you know? And that became frustrating. Oh, you buy a 35 to 55 $85 camera, It's been about an hour configuring it, getting it in tune to your Wi-Fi network, logging in and all that stuff. And it's gone. You know, the time, it's spent more time getting it ready and configured, and it's gone. They're like, thank you, Mr. Keith, we got it now. Uh, So I go buy more cameras. I start buying cameras to watch the cameras that being gone. And it became a, a moment of the cat chasing its tail. I know it's hilarious for the, for the spirits, because they're like, look at this idiot. He just keep buying more cameras. Uh, to add insult to injury, one time, Jim, I was at work, and my cameras were going off tremendously of motion and sound detected. And I was getting all this feedback. But I was frustrated because every time I would try to record, all they did was cut the power to the house. The cameras that I had... We're not battery-operated, so I went and bought battery cameras. I said, aha, you're going to cut the power to the house. What are you going to do with the battery? I did not know that. Well, battery means nothing. We can do that too, Keith. But I put, a, I bought a camera with an SD card in it, you know, a little micro card. And I said, I'm not going to record it to the cloud. I'm going to record it to the SD cloud. That way, if, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it does capture motion... And I cut the power, be it to the battery or the, the, the wall socket. At least I'll get something. I don't care if it's a, a second or two of activity. I don't care what. I'll get something because it's on an SD card. Well, one day I had this loud banging noise and the furniture being rearranged. And then I logged in and they cut the power so I couldn't watch from work. And then I thought, like, okay, well, the battery's still going. So maybe the, the camera's still running. So I left my job, which is 30 minutes from where I live, and went home excited, like, okay, I'm just going to get in there and get that camera, and I got the Holy Grail. Even the battery's dead. I got the SD card. And I uh, remember I went into the house to destroy Yeah, they, they, they did a number on the house that day. And I was like, okay, we got, we, we have to have got something, anything, something, a shadow or something. And I'm running toward the camera and it's dead. And I look in there and the SD card is gone. Gone. Gone, gone, gone. Hasn't been seen since, and they're like, "Thank you, Keith. We got it." You know, he came all
5: the way home for nothing. So once again, doesn't it make you wonder where all this went? Yeah, <laughs> is there is there some other house that's being haunted? Some other place that's like yeah. the cameras are mysteriously appearing, and they're like, "Where'd this come from?"
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and just because I, I want to get this out there in case we forgot. The first Bible to catch fire in, I think that was early spring of 2014, had been missing since 2012. Hmm. We had put this Bible out. It was advised by my best friend. I had put the Bible out on a lamp table before praying over it and going to bed. He was out of town. And the next morning, I woke up, and the Bible was gone. And I called my friend. I called him and said, hey, the Bible's gone. The alarm system it was just me in the home. Nobody came in and took it. The Bible was just gone. And uh, it was gone for a year and a half, it did, including the year of the no activity, which is 2013. It was spring when activity came back with a vengeance. I think it was March or April. That Sunday. The first Bible to catch up by that. I mean, we were awakened up by the fire alarms going off in our house. Uh, it was 1.34 a.m. I darted to the door of our bedroom to wake the door closes. we've been having so much activity the night before, and as I'm looking at the door, I'm in the bed, it's pitch black in our bedroom, but the fire alarms are going off, and that's a bad experience, ghost or no ghost, but I can see light radiating underneath the door, like in the movies, you know, when there's a fire, and like, that's not good, but nowhere am I thinking paranormal, I'm just thinking, okay, did we leave something burning on or something, Cause I, but to that point, I didn't know these things could set fires. And I open up my door the Tina's right behind me and there's a book on the ground I don't know if it, I don't know if it's our, I don't know if it's our Bible yet it's a book on the ground that's on fire I mean flame off it's opened up ashes and pages are you know flying in the air and it's burning and all that stuff so um, filling up the hallway with, with light I close it with my left foot I think I, I just take my left foot and just close it to douse the fire which worked. It was not until then I realized, wait a minute, that's the Bible that I put on the table a year and a half ago, that has been missing ever since then. Okay. And um, I pick it up and show to him, hey, this is, this is, this is a missing Bible. And, I'm like, and then I feel a bulge, and there's, a, there's something in it, okay. There's a, there's a bulge in the book. So I open it back up, air and all this suit shoots in my face. And in the Bible is this wooden cross, small wooden cross.
2: We have something else to cross over here, and we'll get back cross over with ghost stories. Hmm. Keith, Jean, Tim, you're in the paracast.
3: Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
5: Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, the Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Schwartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. Eating, working, living pain-free. These
4: are things many of us take for granted. But for many adults with disabilities who are elderly or have serious medical issues, dental care is simply unaffordable. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to just see one of the many patients in need. You can literally change a life. When you volunteer with DLN's donated dental services program to C1, you treat a pre-qualified patient in your office at your convenience. We handle the details so you can focus on the care. Lack of dental care can lead to the inability to have life-saving surgery, eat or contribute to our community. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message. Will You See One? Visit willyouseeone.org
10: to help change one life in your community today.